Welcome to the I Don't Give a Should show, a podcast exploring all the ways that women should all over themselves. How many times do you find yourself acting out of obligation or doing what everyone else expects from you without stopping to consider why? Where do all those beliefs that are driving you come from? If you're tired of feeling resentful, overwhelmed, stuck, exhausted, or pissed off, you are in the right place. Shooting all over yourself is a real thing, but it doesn't have to be in the driver's seat. I'm your host, Jen Sherwood, and I spent way too many years trying to prove that I was good enough and worrying what other people thought while avoiding conflict at all costs. Today, I don't give a shit. Well, not as many anyway, and neither should you. I'm talking to women like you who figured out how to stop shooting and start living. You're listening to the I Don't Give a Shit Show, episode number 14. Today, my guest is Lori McDaniel. I am so excited to bring Lori to you. Lori's career spans 20 plus years in corporate technology consulting, project management, and global enterprise training. Being a multi-passionate individual is such a great terminology. I love that. She also, on top of all of that, developed a passion career in transformational coaching outside of her other job. For the last decade, she's devoted over 10,000 hours of one-on-one coaching and team coaching to empower women, people of color, and organizations in leadership coaching, diversity, equity, and inclusion coaching, and mental fitness coaching. She is proud to have recently founded the Center for Transformational Equity and Leadership, where she and her coaching colleagues provide career accelerator for women, women of color, and first-generation women. The center is providing DEI coaching and learning solutions for organizations. My goodness, Lori, you are on a mission and it shows, my friend. I'm so, so happy to have you here today. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. So great to hear an intro because you forget all the things that you've done over the years. Yes. You know, you're not the first guest. You're welcome. You're not the first guest to say that. And it is really interesting, right? When you sit back and you listen to someone else describe what you've accomplished. How I, I always, when I work with my clients every week, every time we meet, we talk about what were your celebrations? Because as women, we tend to just blow right by all the things we've done to get on to the next thing. So I'm thinking you just had, you know, 20, 30 seconds to just just take it in all that you've done. So I'm glad that's how we're starting out today. Awesome. I love it. It's so true about how women are not conditioned to just pause and appreciate themselves. Yeah. Yeah. We're going, 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 going. So speaking Mm -hmm. of that, let's go back to the time for you. You know, Mm -hmm. what was it like for you when you were living under the shoulds? Yeah. I love that so much. The shoulds. I was thinking about this before getting on, right? And I think I'm going to go back even further to in my journey, which is like 10, 12, 13 years ago. And my daughter, who's now 21, she was about 10 or so, maybe eight, nine, 10. I was working in corporate tech and raising her on my own, right? It was nice for her to grow up near extended family, but it was just me and her in the home. And so, you know, it was really before I broke free from 
societal expectations, my own expectations as a mother, as a, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Because really I was living this very small life where I was getting up, I was going to work, I was coming home, I was being a mom. I would try to go to some of her school events, but I was working full-time in an office situation. And I felt really scared about like asking for time off in the middle of the day, you know, to go do things. And I didn't want to use up my PTO hours. And I had a few friends, but not that many. And I was just kind of like, I was just kind of surviving. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was trying to be a quote unquote good mom by being focused on her and like work and a little bit for myself. You know, I, I was living inside of this myth of what a good mom is and like what a good provider is given that it was just me. It yeah. Was like and myth, can I just you know? reflect to you? I totally interrupted you. I apologize. That's okay. I just, I just was listening to you thinking so many women are relating to you right now. I go to work. I take care of my kid. That's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. I don't think any of us go into this because I can totally relate to that too. I don't think any of us go into this thinking, I don't need time. We find ourselves raising children and going to work and we're just doing the best that we can. But like you said, that's what you're thinking a good mom does. There's just this Mm -hmm. undercurrent of sacrifice in our society. I mean, moms are just lauded for the, like when you hear people talking about their mom, oh, she gave up everything for us. And no one stops to think about what did that cost her? Now, mm-hmm. for some women, that's actually I, what lights them up. And we are not, ju- if that's what lights you up, you go for what lights you up. But if that's not what lights you up, then what? And I, and it sounds like that's where you were, that there were these ideas out there. You had ideas, but they had to be based from somewhere. So we pick this mm-hmm. up from society and the mom what, is there that term mom wars? I'm not saying you were in that, but you know, there is sort of like this comparison of how great mm-hmm. so-and-so is doing. And then it can devolve into how great she looks while she's doing that as well. And so now that I've talked over you, let me just let you talk about what it was like for you. I love it. I love how you're fleshing that out. And I think you bring up really important points, which is that I think when you're in the trenches of that, and you're looking around at other people, there's this shooting, right? Like, oh, I should be like that person. I should be like that person. I should be doing it like this. Oh, I was raised to believe I should be doing it like this. And so there's like this whole landscape of shoulds that are running the show invisibly. You know, it's just invisible. And so... I started doing transformational work, which interrupted all of that, which started to make a lot of things visible. Like the old stories, the old patterns, they kind of came from behind being invisible, but like, I was like a puppet, (laughs) right? And then I was like, well, wait a minute. Why do I have to only work and raise a kid? Mm-hmm. Why can't I go take a personal development seminar once or twice a week? You know, yeah. why can't I have my parents babysit for an entire Saturday once a month to go do something for myself? For me, what lights me up, I'm a growth junkie. And so I like, I love 
going into a room full of people and like learning and growing together, right? And virtually too. Like that's my idea of a really good time. Me too. Me too. Right. I love that too. Right. But can I back you up a step? What happened or mm-hmm. how did that transformational work start? So you were yeah. in a place of doing it's interesting because you said you you were raised to believe things should be a certain way. And it's mm-hmm. fascinating, right? I mean, your mom's mom was raised in a certain way. Your dad was raised in like all of this comes down. And so what was going on for you that made you seek out or be open to this transformational work? Yeah. You know, that's such a good question because it didn't happen sort of by chance. I can see how, first of all, the universe is a kind place and set all this up. I'm very clear about that. Looking back on it, but I was working my full-time job and I buddied up, you know, I had this friend who was like me. We were both like yearning for something more and actually quite entrepreneurial in our makeup. And so we sort of started trying these out these different consulting businesses on the side. And we were in the same line of work. We worked in the same office. So like we'd go to lunch and like talk about stuff, meet up on weekends and we had a little bit of clientele. And so we just kind of like started running together. And I was introduced to his world of people who had done Landmark Worldwide's work. They're, you know, one of the most famous transformational companies for personal and professional development. And for about a year, I was sort of running with these different people and going to their, not so much the seminars, but eventually, you know, I found myself saying, well, why haven't I done the seminars? <laughs> I Okay, yeah, I'd love to deepen my personal and professional development. Let's see what this is about. And their methodology is so unique and so powerful that it really sort of opened my eyes and put me on a very different life trajectory. Lots of different companies and lots of different bodies of work use a transformational methodology of some kind. And for me, it was like the thing that interrupted all of the shooting patterns, all of the invisible limited beliefs. And then from there, it was like, I've been on that path of transformational work in different ways ever since then. And it was profound because it really opened up you know, yes, I could travel. I could take my daughter with me or she could stay with my parents. Yes, I could widen my circle of friends. Yes, I could participate in, oh my God, a yoga retreat all weekend, even as a completely single mother. And that's actually going to make me a better mom as opposed right there. to that right there. I totally need to interrupt you. And like, I want to shoot an arrow mm-hmm. right at the bullseye. So many women think that it is selfish to go well, I can't leave my kids with my parents for the whole weekend just because I want to go to a yoga retreat. But what they don't understand is what you just said. You're going to come back such a better version of yourself. And so right. much, I have women all the time coming to me and saying, God, you know, I just, I want to stop snapping at my kids and I want to stop being a little short with people. This is it. If we're not taking the time for ourselves, that is from a lot of people. I don't want to paint with the big brush, but for a lot of people, that's how not taking care of ourselves shows up. We're short, we're irritable, we're frustrated. And I know there's a lot of women out there who really try hard not to let that stuff 
out on the people they love, but they Mm -hmm. feel it. And so Mm -hmm. is it selfish to take a weekend to go to a yoga retreat? Okay, sure. By the definition of selfish, but what's wrong with selfish? If you show up a better, more calm, patient version of yourself for those parents, for that child, for your coworkers, Mm -hmm. then, Hey, let's embrace selfish. If that's, you know, that's what we have to call it. Let's reclaim the word selfish because that yoga retreat probably did you more good than a lot of other things you sort of have hazardly did in your life. Right. Absolutely. You say again, have fleshed that out so beautifully. Thank you. It really is an investment in these people that you love in your commitment to motherhood. If you're a provider, if you take care of yourself and invest in time and energy in yourself, you're going to make more money. Right. You just are because right. you're more, your tank is full. So you're more resourced. And what I really like to say to women is that you need a reserve tank that's full too, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Because like just getting the kids up and getting them to school, probably your tank goes all the way down, but yeah. then you have your full day ahead of you. Right. So then what you don't have reserves. No, you need reserve. You need a reserve. So you need to be like filling up yourself selfishly, in quotes, as much as you can, having that kind of balance that's it's a revolutionary balance for women. It's an mm-hmm. evolution and it's a revolution for women to actually come into what's a healthy balance for us as yeah. opposed to what we've been taught. Yes. And so it's time for that. And I'm really happy to see so many women waking up to that, that, I mean, because at the end of the day, if you look at the dynamics, if you just kind of look through the lens of psychology at what a codependent relationship is and what it is to enable people, (laughs) like in an addictive relationship or codependent relationship, that's kind of how we've taught to be mothers. Yes. Yes. We enable everyone. We don't have them develop and cultivate the skills to be independent of us. Mm-hmm. Generally speaking, especially for women of color, I think, I think women of color, first generation women, it's even more so like this. It's like a prize, a prized way of being. It's like a, you're the best mother. Oh. If you're feeding everyone, yes. you're making all the beds, whatever it is, right? Like to the max ironing shirts. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with any of that. It's just that if that's costing you too much of your own peace of mind, your emotional well-being, your health and well-being, that's when it's, it's like, it's out of balance. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. it is actually my best friend growing up. Her mom loved to iron. I don't get Mm -hmm. that, but you know, there's a lot of things I don't like to do that. And so what you're saying is, is so true. If that's something you enjoy, do it. If you're doing it because that's the expectation of what makes a good fill in the blank, Mm -hmm. mom, wife, grandma, whatever, Mm -hmm. then it's time to question that. And I love how you said going to Landmark helped you to see the puppet strings because Mm -hmm. we don't, and this is what I I say that we're responding to it without recognizing that it's there. And oftentimes it, it takes people to get frustrated or irritated or something and actually start Mm -hmm. examining that to figure it out. What I love about your story was 
you're going along, but there's something entrepreneurial that's pulling on you. There's something calling to you. And instead of, and maybe you did ignore it for a while, but a lot of people just poo poo yeah, those for many years. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> but you kept talking with this friend and then look at where that led you. And I really hope women listening are listening to that, that just sort of following, this is one thing I work on with clients all the time. Like if there's a little whisper or if there's just a thread of interest, just follow it. If it doesn't go anywhere, that's fine. You know, you, you gave that interest some attention to, but look where it took you. It took you to landmark. And then you started discovering all these shoulds and all the ways that the limiting beliefs were holding you back. And if somebody doesn't know what that is, that's just something you believe about yourself that stops you from doing other things. Like I'm not educated enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not, you know, fill in the blank. There's a gajillion limiting Mm -hmm. beliefs out there, but we often operate as if those are solid truth. But when you start seeing it and questioning it, you can go in a totally different direction. So speaking Mm -hmm. of different direction, tell us where that exploration has taken you and what work and life is like for you now. Yes. Well, you know, it's really just beautiful to look back at the last 10 plus 10, actually 10, 11, 12, 13 years. I started coaching about 10 years ago. So I kind of count that. But truthfully, I really have traveled the world, some of it with my daughter, you know, Mm -hmm. and some of it on my own or with friends. And that was while I was raising her, you know, and she didn't suffer. She grew out of my growth, right? And she grew out of our international and national travels together. And that's something that I treasure and was made available to me out of that new trajectory, right? A new set of beliefs. And the transformational coaching work that I've done over the years and continue to do is just mind-boggling to reflect on the contribution that I've been able to make one-on-one with teams and coaches. And I mean, it's just beautiful. And I'm so excited now because my colleagues and I, I'm in sort of the leadership position, but I always, I'm very collaborative. I love to co-create magic with other magical people who are standing for people's greatness. And so I've just founded the center And we're going to be working with women in a career accelerator. So women, women of color, first-generation women will be looking at how do you release the shoulds, right? The inner barriers caused by culture and gender that are getting in the way of your career in some way. And then with organizations, you know, how do you create a great place to work where everyone's included, everyone feels valued, everyone has someone like them there? You know, that's kind of the the thing people don't talk about with diversity is like, it's nice when you're not the only one, right, of whatever you are. Yeah. And that includes everything from, let's say someone's blind to let's say someone is the only woman on a board, right? Yes. Yeah. So, you know, there's a whole spectrum of what we work with organizations around and it's juicy and exciting. It's amazing the work that you're doing and the impact on now, but also on future generations, how this will shape the way we grow is absolutely incredible. Lori, I am certain people want to 
know more about you. So if anyone wants to get to know you, follow you, reach out to you, how can they find you? Sure. Well, you know, my website, it's kind of long. If you Google the Center for Transformational Equity and Leadership, you'll find us. And then the website is an abbreviation of that. It's www.centerctr and then transformational equity. So ctrtransformationalequity.com. And we're on Instagram too. Pretty easy to find us. Our handle is at transformational equity. Great. And we'll put all of this in the notes so that people can find you easily. Lori, it has just been such a pleasure to get to hang out with you and to hear your story. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. This has been a real joy. Thank you also for the work that you're doing and the impact and ripple effects that you're having too. Thank you. I appreciate that very, very much. Hey friend, if you recognize yourself in these stories and you don't want to give a should anymore, you have to join my coaching community, the GC. Come learn the tools to recognize when fear and worry are running the show and how to shift into more of what you want without guilt or blowing up your life. Unless, of course, that's what you want. Inside the GC, you'll learn strategies to start making yourself a priority. Stop saying yes when you mean no. Have hard conversations and so much more. And you get to do this with a group of women who are making the same changes in their lives and are there to support you, not judge you. It's a seriously warm, safe space where genuine connections are made. The GC is where doubt and loneliness meet their match. You can get all the info at jennifersherwood.com slash the GC. But if you're not ready for something like that yet, I've got you. Head over to my website, jennifersherwood.com and hit the relief right now button. I'll send three ridiculously simple steps to go from overwhelm to ease.